With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. An automotive vibe check from the floor of CES. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. The Consumer Electronics Show here in Las Vegas is many things. It is perhaps best known as a gadget fest, a glimpse into the kind of technology we might be using a month from now or even a decade from now. That applies to vehicles, too. Here at CES, you will find one of the biggest auto shows on the planet, which is why it's worth noting that the big three U.S. automakers aren't here this year. The United Auto Workers strike ended just a few months ago. GM specifically is still regrouping after the implosion of its robo-taxi startup, Cruise. Meanwhile, Tesla's autopilot driver assistance is under pressure from regulators. The idea of reaching fully autonomous driving, what's known as Level 5 in tech, is starting to feel out of reach. And maybe that's okay? I asked that of Trevor Kerwin, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Shiva.ai, an automotive payments company. Where we are now, when we say level of five autonomy, that's you can go to sleep in the back seat and, and you don't have to worry about the car getting somewhere. Where we are right now, depending on who you ask, uh, we're either somewhere between level zero and level two, depending on the car. Um, so miles when, away from level five. We have a long way to go. And, yeah. and the, I think the question that needs to be asked about that is how much autonomy is enough for us here at Chiva? We're doing in-vehicle payments that is location-based. So we're a software layer that is involved in what a connected, the things that a connected car can do for the driver to improve the driver's experience. If you think about wherever we are between level zero and level two autonomy, that means there's a whole lot of things that are being brought into your car uh, that you didn't have before, Uh, lane assist, adaptive cruise control. Uh, there's a lot of little bits of technology that are being integrated into the car as it is. So then you have to say as a driver, do I care about whether I can go to sleep in the back seat? Do and I need a, level five? Do autonomy? I need level five? Maybe and, I don't need it. And, and maybe you don't. And, and then the other problem is outside the car. What happens, cities have to come up with rules. This is why cruise was an issue in San yeah. Francisco. Cities have to come up with rules in a world where there's a lot of human-driven vehicles still 
and autonomous vehicles. So what are we going to negotiate those two worlds at? I don't know. It, it doesn't have to be level five autonomy. Well, well how do sure. you answer that question? Do we need level five autonomy? I, I don't think it's something that's necessarily needed right now or for the, you know, maybe for another decade in terms of how we interact with our cars. Don't forget, there's a lot of um, consumer behavior that goes with a car. Again, we know it here at Chiva where we're trying to get people to adapt their existing consumer behavior to the new digital world around them in a car. Mm -hmm. When we think about level five autonomy, you're asking a big jump really for people to be able to fall asleep in the back seat. I think drivers just, just take them time to adapt to it. And so it'll happen probably, but it's, you know, but it'll, it'll be some time. And your business thrives in a more semi-autonomous world. Um, so I want to ask, what are you hearing from customers in terms of what they want and what are you guys doing to deliver that? Well, and, and honestly, we can adapt to a fully autonomous world too, because then you can do all the retail purchases you like from your car and have them paid from in the car. One of the main things you see, uh, I believe it was a JD Power, a recent JD Power research report, uh, asking several thousand drivers what they wanted to get out of their connected car. What are the additional benefits they wanted to get from their connected car versus the, the older, unconnected car they might have had before? The main thing they always ask for is parking. Help me find parking. Help me navigate to parking. Help me pay for parking. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing we do here. You pay for it from inside the car. You parking always a problem. Parking Something's is always never a problem. Changed. Yeah, and that's the reality, right? And, you, and so the first level of that, what that really is to say, the first things you're going to want to achieve are, let's call them car-related tasks. Fueling, charging, parking, curbside pickup, things like that. You're going to want to do them from inside the car and because you can use the platform. To, yeah. That's what we do. We'll be right back with more of our automotive vibe check from the floor at CES. You're listening to Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. We're back with Trevor Kerwin, Director of Strategic Partnerships at Shiva.ai, an automotive payments company. So last year at this time, you and I had a conversation about EVs, oh, yes. about mass adoption of EVs, and you were trying to convince me, and you actually did a pretty good job of this, yes. that we were a lot closer to mass adoption than a lot of us thought. 2023 was a little bit of a rough year for EVs. Um, do you remember that conversation? I do remember that conversation. And what did you say? What was your uh, I, prediction then? I think, <laughs> I probably, only because I know I've said it a million times, uh, I probably said something to the effect of everybody says by 2035 there will be, every new vehicle will be an EV pretty much. Yeah. Blame California uh, and we'll be there for that. Yeah. And, and, and we'd probably get there faster. I haven't changed my opinion on that. Now, I hear what you're saying. There's been a lot of headlines about automakers moving in and out of, or, or uh, automakers adjusting their EV strategy. Adjusting, that's yeah. a good word. And now what we've seen from incumbent automakers is this may not have been as easy to do as we thought. Yeah. And so they've got to figure out whether it's on a model basis, on a brand basis, whatever the issue is with their production infrastructure to make it happen might be you know, a little bit rough. There'll be some bumps. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, but looking back at 2023, it seemed like we had a moment, right? Where EVs had a lot of interest from consumers, but they, the support just wasn't there. Right. In terms of charging, especially, the charging infrastructure did not yes. deliver. Yes. So how big of a rethink do we need when it comes to things like EV charging? Well, so EV charging is a, it, it, it's a challenging um, world because the existing 
charger networks that we're more familiar with if you drive around and, and charge your car. I have a plug-in hybrid myself. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with the challenges. There's a lot of issues around maintenance. You have hardware out in the wild. Um, you know, people run into it. It's bad weather. And what people makes are, it so know, hard? Is it the fact that there's so many different players involved? It's not just a gas station owner. It's not right. just the EV maker. Well, it, it, what effectively changing from a gas-powered car to a electric car, the consumer behavior of going to an energy store, quote unquote, <laughs> to, to get energy for your car and yeah. then leaving that energy store uh, might actually be, it. It, or it, you can actually break those things apart. And of course, other big retailers who want your attention too, hey, come here, we have electricity, we're Target, we're McDonald's, we're Starbucks. Hey, you've got to park here anyway while you're coming in and doing some shopping, plug in and charge up. They might look at that as a customer acquisition cost. If you're the utility, if you're PG&E or Con Ed or, or whoever it might be in, uh, in your local area, they look at it as, well, we enable the delivery of electricity. EVs are another new, giant new appliance in everybody's driveway that consume electricity. We want to get a handle around how we manage the power grid around those. And then for automakers, it's, it's a brand extension. It's uh, talk to us every day about your, your consumer needs, not just once every five years when you do a purchase of a car. That was Trevor Kerwin with Shiva.ai. Our time at CES is just beginning. We are here all week and our schedule is packed with demos on everything from sleep tech to age tech. There are plenty of quirky things to see here. I've already made my first AI friend. The AI-powered cat door caught our eye, as did the voice-controlled bidet seat. Ah, toilet tech. It never gets old. Our show is taking over the Marketplace Instagram account while we are here at CES, so make sure to follow us there to see what we're singing. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.